Sanu from BA. This is a Rorschop Nigeria update from the 26th of October 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. We begin today's episode with political news. On Monday the 23rd, the United States Court of the District of Columbia rejected an emergency request by Aaron Greenspan, a US writer, to compel the FBI to release classified documents about Tinubu. Greenspan made the emergency request after learning that the Nigerian Supreme Court will begin hearing the appeals of major opposition presidential candidates Atiku Abubakar and Peter Obi against Tinubu on Monday the 23rd. Reportedly, the FBI holds documents suspected to contain Tinubu's offenses in the United States, including alleged involvement in drug-related crimes. However, Beryl Howell, the case judge, said that Greenspan didn't meet the requirements to ask for the release of such documents. Moving on, the Naira has continued to lose value after the exchange rate stood at 1,200 Naira to the dollar on Monday the 23rd. The previous week, the Naira traded at 1,100 Naira in the black market. Exchange operators in the parallel market have said this is due to a lack of forex in the country. The Naira has lost value since the central bank announced a free currency flow in June. The exchange rate then stood at 765 Naira to the dollar. On Monday the 23rd, the Business and Property Court in London dismissed an $11 billion suit, the Process and Industrial Developments Limited, or P&ID, filed against the Nigerian government. Back in 2017, P&ID won a $6 billion suit against the Nigerian government because the executive failed to honor a gas supply contract former President Jonathan signed in 2010. The money awarded to P&ID later grew to $11 billion due to accumulated interest. However, reportedly the Business and Property Court decided to rule in favor of Nigeria after receiving evidence that some staff of P&ID had bribed government officials to secure the 2010 contract. Nigerians made fun of an infographic supposedly belonging to P&ID, which showed how the company would distribute the winnings among their top executives, as they had believed they would win the court case. Meanwhile, on Thursday the 19th, the police arrested Anwajiofo Anweke, a parent to a high school student who allegedly flogged his son's teacher to death in Delta State. Reportedly, the unnamed son stole two kegs of palm wine from a local palm wine shop and school authorities scolded him. However, Anweke wasn't happy with that, so he went into the school with a cane and began flogging several teachers. One of the teachers purportedly slumped and died because of the beatings. Human rights activists in the country have called for more protection for teachers. Still in the topic of education, on Friday the 20th, the House of Representatives asked the federal government to ban the importation and local production of educational content that promotes LGBT values in schools in the country. The Federal Ministry of Education, the Nigeria Educational Research and Development Council and the Education Research Council have also been urged to remove content favoring LGBT values from books used in elementary schools nationwide. On Wednesday the 25th, the federal government announced that it wouldn't pay the salaries of the workers who are not in the Integrated Personnel and Payroll Information System, or IPPIS. The IPPIS system is a platform used for paying all federal government workers. 
However, many workers haven't enrolled on the IPPIS system because they believe the platform has failed to capture bonuses and other sundry payments. To date, over 89,000 members of the Association of Staff Union of Universities, or ASUU, haven't enrolled in the IPPIS. On Wednesday the 25th, the State Security Service, a secret police division, released Rashid Bawa, the former chairman of the Economic and Financial Crime Commission, or EFCC. Bawa was arrested on the 14th of June, but didn't face charges. The State Security Service didn't disclose why it held the former EFCC boss. After announcing Bawa's release on its Twitter account, users questioned the Secret Service about why they detained him for so long without informing the general public of his offense. Allegedly, Bawa held a lot of indicting information about top office holders during his time as the EFCC chairman, as this may have caused him to step on many toes before President Tinubu's government. In more trending news, there is a bill blocking the central bank governor and deputies from partisan politics and making the central bank more efficient. On Wednesday the 25th, the bill passed the second reading and might be turned into a law. Reportedly, the bill aimed to prevent controversies like the one that happened during the 2023 elections involving Godwin Macla, the former central bank governor. He contested the presidential primary against President Tinubu under the ruling All Progressives Congress Party. However, rumors had it that the governor was using public funds to run his campaign. Moving on, Kashim Shatima, the vice president, is trying to attract investors. On Tuesday the 24th, he told investors in the US that there are 70 million hectares of arable lands in Nigeria. He also told them that the federal government would create mechanized farm centers in all 774 local governments nationwide. He announced that President Tinubu had declared a state of emergency in agriculture with a plan to reduce food insecurity and make Nigeria more welcoming to investors. Meanwhile, the Presidential Committee on Tax Reforms has also proposed removing over 190 taxes affecting business operations in the country. In sports, on Saturday the 21st, many local media reported that Nigeria's men's football team, the Super Eagles, has been ranked the world's 10th most valuable football team. The Super Eagles are valued at $480 million. England's three Lions top the list since they are reportedly worth over $1 billion, $400 million. Other countries making up the top 10 are France, Portugal, Brazil, Spain, Argentina, Germany, Italy and the Netherlands. Let's wrap up this edition with more sports news. José Peseiro, the Super Eagles coach, has expressed optimism about having Curtis Jones, Liverpool's midfielder, on the team. Jones is eligible to play for Nigeria because his grandfather was born in the country. Despite featuring for England at the youth level, the midfielder is yet to play for England's senior men's team. Pesedo said that having the midfielder in his team will be a welcome development ahead of the country's World Cup, qualifying matches against Lesotho and Zimbabwe and the African Cup of Nations next year. And that's it for this week. But don't leave yet, there's something important we need to tell you. You know that we have been doing these updates for a while, but the number of listeners isn't going up. We need to make our audience bigger to keep doing the show. We need your help. Can you tell as many people as you can about these updates? Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, people who need to practice their English, people who are curious about what's going on in Nigeria. 
post about us on social media with the link to the Nigerian update. It would really help. You can find the link in our show notes. If you know how we can get more listeners, reach out. Contact us by sending us an email at nigeria at rorschach.com or a DM via Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Nigeria. Sorry for the bad news. Hope we can stay with you. Say go bay. Thank you.